You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike. For more information, check out circleofhope.net. A few months ago, if you were here at this meeting, I asked you, like, how did you get here? Or, like, by what route did you get here to this meeting? And um, I'll just ask you why. Why? I'm sorry. I apologize to ask that. Why did you come here tonight? Wow, that sounds a little aggressive. I want to back off that. I apologize for asking, but I think it's going to be useful to us tonight. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking of you more like, like a guest at our party tonight, or like really a lot of you are really like members of the family here. Yeah. Or maybe you're a new friend and we're on a kind of awkward platonic friend date thing, getting to know each other. Maybe we don't have a word for that. Maybe it's just hanging out. Maybe you're just a new friend hanging out. And we're... You know, any of those situations, you would never ask, right, the other person, like, why did you come here tonight? <laughs> but um, still, trust me, I think it's going to be useful for us to think about it, to just consider the question. Um, don't think of me asking you that as, like, I'm the host asking you, why did you come here tonight? But maybe you can trust that um, the Holy Spirit is asking you this question in a really blessed way. Why did you come here tonight? What were you thinking when you came here tonight, I mean, this could be a powerful thing for us. Are you guys hearing me? Is my, my voice loud enough? Yeah, dude. Okay. Alright. So, yeah, so let's not skip over it. I mean, for the sake of, for the sake of the reason that you came here tonight, let's consider it for a second. Oh, yeah. That's good. This is a nice pause. It might take you a second to, like, Think about it. Yeah, a moment of silence to honor that. Is it okay to say hope? Did you come here with some hope? I think it's. I think it's most likely a good word for what you were just thinking of. I don't know. I mean, whatever answer you came up with just now, in that really short time, not long enough. I'm sorry, I didn't give you. A, whole lot of time to consider that question. Um, or maybe it was just a, you had a set of half-felt answers, like maybe it could be this, maybe it could be that, maybe it could be that. And that's kind of more like what I think we experience lots of times when we try to go a little bit deep like that. Lots of things go through your mind. Um, or even maybe just some vague feelings that you just had. Uh, whatever it was, good. Good. Let's just call it hope. Let um, let me bless that hope. Let me just say, good. Oh, so good. So good. It's, it's really good you came here tonight. I'm glad you came here. And I hope when you were greeted just now that you felt really greeted and welcomed into this meeting tonight. So, okay, so my first question for you here where you might want to share something. And this is, we're going cold here. Some of you don't know each other. But does anybody want to share in a simple way? Maybe something that you're hoping. And I don't want to skip over hope. It's such a powerful thing. You have a hope for the meeting. Start simple. Tom is looking at me like, this man has hope. Uh, he came here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Kindly salami, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put it into words, though? Yeah. yeah I, I just hope that this is a space for us to get to know each other a little bit better. Like maybe at the meeting, I'll talk to somebody I've talked to you for five minutes. And yeah. I'll a little piece of them and a little piece of me. I'd say that's really uh, realistic and probable kind of hope. And it, like, I, that happens all the time, right? For real. Yeah, that would keep me coming. It does keep me coming. Thanks, Tristan. Anybody else? brought you here tonight. I hope that Jesus' love would be felt by me and everyone. I think that happens sometimes. Yeah. Any um, hope, anything you're hoping for, like, after this meeting? Okay, this is personal. This doesn't have to go deep. Maybe later in the week. I hope you're not level the playing field with that hard to answer the question. It's fine. <laughs> Anything you're hoping for, like, later this month? We can go deeper. Yeah, Tristan. Um, hope that I continue to save for like a little bit uh, that last. Stay on track oh yeah, you have a big move plan. It's a lot of things. Yep, it's a lot of little things. Yes. Yeah. That's my hope too. Hoping about a job situation. Yeah. How many, how many of us aren't hoping for a better job, right? A little bit better. Anything that could be a... That's good. That's good. You feel like it's a... It's a you're okay having that hope. Like you're not going to do it. Your expectations aren't found to be dashed. No. It's okay to hope. Not super high, yeah. I hope my cell multiplies. Yeah, I'm, right, I'm there too. My cell's real close. You know about cells, right? We meet in this meeting. We also meet... Uh, usually it's during the week, usually at somebody's house or somewhere else, small groups. And those small groups go along for a while. They grow, people come in, some people don't. But they, people often keep coming in. When it gets big, it can't really be close anymore. Too big for someone's living room. Multiply. Start new life, new self. It's one of the big ways for the church. Um, so, okay, I'll apologize for the New Year's theme, okay, because we're at the end of January, and, like, how many of you started with some, like, okay, new year, new me, I'm going to do this for real, I'm doing it. Fail already. Usually about the time, yeah. It's always, like, a news um, item. It's always in the newspaper or something, like, the feature section this time of year, they always talk about, okay, you're probably done by now, back to being yourself and so, I mean, how's motivation work in humans? Or something like that, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I want, I, I, I want to go deeper than that. It's January. I want to talk about the new year. I want to talk about it as an opportunity and talk about like kind of orienting ourselves, kind of looking at the map, looking at the compass, seeing where we are. Um, but I don't want to sound like too self-help. I have a real distaste for that kind of literature. I don't want to be too under the umbrella of like, oh, it's the new year, so. Let's all decide something together. Um, don't get me wrong. I've had like some useful episodes with like the self-help literature. I think the Holy Spirit can probably use anything. 
I mean, once a Dr. Phil book was really instrumental for me. And it wasn't the book. Let me tell you, it was the Holy Spirit (laughs) who gave it to me and all this. It's a story I'll tell you sometime, if you ask. But um, let's go back to your your hopes. I didn't go real deep, okay? A couple of you did. That's cool. Um, Is there anything that you're really hoping happens, like, this year or within a few years? Like, you need it to happen within a few years. Maybe something that seems real hard. Maybe something you don't like. You don't know the answer to it. Like it's great to have a target, like a job. You want that job, and you can do all kinds of things to like, get yourself closer to that job, right? You know your target. It's great. Maybe you don't even know the answer. Though. Yeah. In within um, the things that you're hoping about, is there anything in there that um, would be something like that would only be possible really like for God? Yeah. Like, are you hoping big enough? things, I wonder. That's what we're about here. We're, uh, I wanted to pause and honor at the beginning of our meeting uh, the hope, whatever small amount of hope that you brought. You probably know we're called Circle of Hope. That's what we are. We're people of hope. A lot of us don't think the same things. We don't feel the same ways about things. We don't even believe all the same things. But what we all try to have, at least the people who have joined us in, um, in the most committed ways, is a hope in Jesus. And what that even is, how that even is going to turn out completely, like in all the details, I'm not completely sure. But that's what we are. We're, we're hope, and it's a, it's a way that we're trying to live together. Um, it's not hoping by yourself. You know, we're a circle. And coming together, I don't even know what quite to hope for myself all the time. I certainly don't know what will make me happy. I know this because I've gone after it a lot, and lived, you know, I'm not that old, but I've lived long enough to know that getting the thing that you think will make you happy almost always doesn't, really. So we're hoping together. Ben's hope affects my hope, affects someone else's hope. It becomes something because we're all doing it together. Someone in myself was talking about their hope. Um, this brother had gone through some things recently, and he was like really trying hard to hold on to uh, what I thought he was describing, like the joy of being forgiven, the actual sensations, like the bodily sensation of being forgiven, being free, feeling that joy that comes about of you, you know, like in your body. He had taken some really big steps recently. Uh, but because these feelings were kind of hard to sustain and other longings he was feeling in his life weren't really being met either, um, he said it was like hard to stay obedient. And like his idea would be obedience and like keep doing the things that he thought God had for him to do. And um, couldn't, he was having trouble being this freer self. And he was describing the difficulty as, you know, it was almost uh, easier to take some lesser satisfaction, like not go after the things that he thought God really had had for him, kind of uh, jump off the train. And I agree that's hard. And I don't really think that's what the faith and hope life is like anyway. Like the life that Jesus showed us how to live, right? 
you guys know what I'm talking about? I mean, many of you have had an experience with Jesus where you felt very close, right? For some time. And you feel that sensation of forgiveness, you know? It's hard to, it's hard to sustain. It's hard to sustain anything. I don't know. So I don't know if the, the year still feels new to you. Um, but let's just think that in this arbitrary time, right? It's January. There's not a lot going on anyway. I just want to use the occasion um, to consider again, or get us to listen again, to the invitation that I think is always there in the words of Jesus. Um, I was reading John 16 this week, and I wanted to share that with you. I'm going to read some of what the uh, gospeler John, the one who wrote the, the good news about Jesus, one of his name John, what he wrote. Um, all the Gospels are about Jesus' life. John's Gospel in particular, like a whole like half of what John wrote about Jesus was about what happened on one night. <clears throat> it was the night Jesus was arrested and before he was like, tortured and killed. Uh, Jesus had a special meal with his followers. They sat down and Jesus talked about, okay, like I'm going to tell you what you need to know to get ready for when I'm not here basically that. And it goes on for like, I think it's from like chapter 13 in John, to like what? 18 or something? 17, I think maybe, but maybe 18, yeah. yeah. It's pretty long. This is from the middle of that, what I want to read it. Um, so, setting the scene, Jesus and his followers are there, and Jesus is not in like a really great place, you know? Think about it. Think about it. Um, probably seemed like he just had gotten started on his real work. I think he had only been at it for about three years at that point. Probably still felt really new and not at home in Jerusalem. He was from the countryside, Jerusalem was the capital city. Um, probably felt like the friends around him were all still pretty new and he was just getting to know them. They were only friends, some of them, for only maybe those three years or even less. And I've been friends with some people in this room for far longer than that. Jesus has only recently uh, gotten famous for all the best reasons. And he's kind of going into what he knows is like the worst case scenario for a human life ending, pretty much. He's going to be uh, have like a shameful public death at the hands of the state, provoked by the mob. That's not how I want to go. Probably one of the worst ways I would think, right? Think about John for a second. John, who heard that conversation there at that table, history tells us, is probably the apostle that lived longer than any of the others. And um, probably the last, I don't know, how many years of his life? 20 or something? Maybe longer? He was arrested, put on an island to live alone. Long time, right? They say he lived to be older than all his contemporaries. So I think about John in that lonely place, some island in between um, Greece and Turkey, and he's basically imprisoned and cut off from the outside world, cut off from Jesus face to face for years and years and years and years. And um, John's remembering that night when Jesus is telling them 
this is what you need to know for when I'm not here anymore. I think Jesus, um, John, and us are like oh, so alike, you know. I think if you had an experience uh, with Jesus in your youth, or maybe last year, or maybe just last month, it can feel really uh, distant, you know. And living in this world can make that seem really distant and cause you to question it. And, you know, what did I even experience anyway? You know, it can feel like a um, far-off thing. I mean, even the Bible's written in kind of like an old-timey kind of language that can just make it seem like not real in a way. I don't know. When I read the Bible, everybody seems so human and almost hyper-real. It frustrates me when people read it um, the other way. Here's what um, Jesus is saying in this part. I'm going to sum up the first couple paragraphs. Jesus says, I'm not going to be here anymore, but don't worry about remembering what I said. The Holy Spirit is going to help you remember everything and make it clear. So don't worry about that. Jesus says, in this like second set of things, he says, things are going to get really scary before it gets any better. But when it gets better, it's going to be so good, the scary won't matter. But it's going to get bad. Know that it's going to get bad before it ever gets better. And then he says this. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you plainly of the Father. On that day, you will ask in my name. I don't say to you, that I will ask the Father on your behalf because the Father loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world again. I'm leaving the world and I'm going to the Father. And his disciples said, yes, now you are speaking plainly, not in any figure of speech. Now we know that you know all things and you do not need to have anyone question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? The hour is coming, indeed it has come, and you will be scattered, each one to his home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have said this to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world, you face persecution. But take courage. I have conquered the world. So, to review this whole chapter one more time, because we want to think about applying this and getting this deep into it. The Holy Spirit is worthy of trust. The Holy Spirit's going to make it clear and help us understand what Jesus is saying. Things are going to get scary before it gets any better. Jesus said this another way. He said, do you think the servant will be treated any better than the master? You know, Jesus said, you know, look at what they're going to do to me. Things probably we shouldn't expect. We probably shouldn't move through the world thinking that things are going to be great for the church in the future. And I'm sorry to say it that way. I mean, but that's not the kind of hope that we're talking about, that things are going to get easier or, or I don't know, more pleasant, I guess. I wouldn't count on it, not for the church. And um, lastly, 
Jesus um, speaking, each one of you will be scattered, will go your own ways, and I'll be left alone. Kind of, kind of scary, but it says to be something really good because, um, and I take a lot of courage from this. Particularly the the final things he's saying, summing up his his ideas. Each one of you will be scattered, each one to his own home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. And if it sounds mystical, you know, it's probably mystical. You know, Jesus is talking about something that can't really be described described um, fully in, in words. He's often speaking in these kind of images. You know, just as the Father is in me, that's how I'm with you. Just as the Father loves me, that's how I love you. And it's something that um, we can't quite, you know, understand in words. But when we begin to hope, hope is all about an answer that we don't know, that we can't quite put our finger on. But, but the hope itself creates a possibility, creates a, a way forward. So I think this is a good time to be thinking this way. And I don't want us to be thinking as a church and, and, and as individuals that make up the church that um, it's the beginning of the year, so we have to start getting it right right now. We've got to fix some problems once and for all right now. And, and then it'll be a good year or something. Like that. That's not like where we are. Um, I can read my mind. So. Huh? You read my mind. Oh, really? <laughs> Have you been thinking about that? Yeah. Holy Spirit at it again. All right, guys. Um, it's January. It's the end of January, and it's been pretty cold. It's useful to remember during this time, I think, how Jesus taught us about uh, the Spirit and Spirit life and how we live with it. This other way of living. I think it's really useful to remember, you know, Jesus said the Spirit comes and goes. You know, you don't know when it's coming. If you've been living this life of faith very long, you know it's, um, you can't really drum up uh, an experience with God, say. You can't drum up that feeling of forgiveness. Um, It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. I I wish it did, but that probably wouldn't be right. It wouldn't make me happy. It's January, so um, remember, everything's dead outside right now, right? Everything's uh, frozen. And you could be feeling frozen just like that, right? With all your life sat down in uh, the roots. You could be feeling <coughs> naked without your green leaves, or you've been clipped back by the weather. Just like everything out there, right? But you know, like, everything out there. You know, it's just a few weeks, you know, like, there's going to be a little bit of chartreuse. You know that color? It's like in between, uh, what is it, yellow and green? This weird color in between yellow and green. It seems to vibrate in this weird way in my eye or something. I don't know. It's a weird color. And it's like a little mist in all the trees, and it's there for like a few days. And then it's like, then it's like full on green for like a few days, like a week maybe. And then like a week after that, it's like dark green, you know? It's like so fast when it comes. It's like the Spirit of God when it comes. It's going to like do something so fast. You know, you know the Spirit works this way, right? And if you planted a garden, you know like how complete your joy can be when you've been thinking about these seeds all winter, ordering them up in the catalog, making your list, 
and what you like get that ground ready, right? Like there's a lot of work to do before it even ever gets warm, before that weather ever it comes. If you believe it's coming, you know, you believe you can get out there and like clear that field. Dream up the garden you want to see in August. That's how God's thinking, I think, you know? Dream up something. You, you could grow something really, mm, mm-mm, you know? You could just grow it up. But if, if you're standing there and the spring comes on you all of a sudden, you, you know, I mean, it's still the spring. It's cool, but it's not the same. It's not the same. You know, Jesus is always talking about this seed of the word of God springing up in us. So instead of talking about what are you going to decide right now about the year, I want to say, what are you going um, to, how's your field looking right now? Like, yeah, you're not going to grow nothing. You know, the Spirit of God is going to come to you, and then we'll see what happens. That'll be really great. But I don't think we do it ourselves. Jesus is right. We're insufficient. We're all going to be scattered eventually. We, we don't have the strength to withstand. But Jesus is with us, just like Jesus is with the Father. The Father is in Jesus. The Holy Spirit is in us. You're in the church. The church is in us. We're coming closer to God. God is coming closer to us. The church is all coming closer together. We want it to be really, really nice. It could be so nice this year. How's that field looking right now, though? How's that field looking right now? Like, something you can clear away in your heart right now? Probably something like fear. I mentioned fear because um, Jesus at the end here says, take courage. It seems like every time God is showing up to us, particularly in the Bible, read, read the Bible, every time God is showing up in, like a, as an angel or somebody, like popping into somebody's life out of nowhere, it's always like, don't fear. Don't fear. I know this is really scary, but don't fear. Jesus says, um, have courage, I've overcome the world. We want to think, again, not about deciding something right now, but about setting up for growth for when the Spirit of God does come and fill us. That's what we're counting on all the time. If your hope isn't for something that only God can do, I hope you can have bigger hopes. I hope we can do that together. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.